Oh, what an amazing day it is today. I'm out on a morning walk, and I got to tell you, lately, I've really been wrestling with something that I, I think a lot of people have been wrestling with, and that is how to interact with other human beings amidst all of the chaos taking place in the world. Now, I live in America, but yeah, I said all over the world. Uh, why do I say that? Well, turn on the news. Actually, if you want your mind to be healthy, don't turn on the news. But if you look anywhere, you look on social media, you look on news, anywhere you look, you're seeing talk of riots and violence. You're seeing talk of police brutality. You're seeing politicians attacking each other. But the scary part and the thing that made me really want to record this today is that we're seeing human beings attack each other. We're seeing people going to war with their closest friends and family members over disagreements on what they're seeing in the media. We're seeing people literally disown their family because of political disagreements. I, I gotta tell you, I'm really struggling bad with this because I mean, what happened to what happened to loving one another regardless of our differences? You know, this really brought me back to some stuff that I was reading in the Bible about the way Jesus handled crazy situations. Now, listen, you might be saying, Matt, I don't, I don't believe in that Bible stuff. You might be saying, Matt, I don't, whatever. Listen, while I do believe that Jesus was exactly who he said he was, for many people that don't, I want to encourage you to still listen to this because there are principles he taught that will benefit this world, that will benefit you, your friends, and your family. So hang with me on this, will you? And by the way, if I sound a little winded, like I said, I'm out on a walk. Uh, I had a blood clot in my lungs a few weeks ago. And so uh, as I'm on this journey to get healthier, I may sound a little winded while trying to talk through this podcast and walk. So thanks for bearing with me on that. So listen, to give you a little backstory, during the time that Jesus walked the earth, there was a lot going on politically in the world as well. Rome was trying to conquer the entire world, basically. And they were the rulers in the area that Jesus was in. Now, they had an agreement with the religious leaders, the Jewish religious leaders, because the, the Jewish population was huge. And Rome knew it would be a problem for them if there was an uprising, right? It would be just chaos that they didn't want. So they had a deal with the, the religious leaders. And there were a lot of things going on. For example, if a, if a Roman soldier told someone who was Jewish to carry their gear, they had to carry it for a mile. They couldn't decline it. Uh, and that seems like a really crazy thing. I mean, that's, that's a version of slavery, right? Imagine that today. If somebody said, hey, if you're a certain race or nationality and, uh, and someone in the military or police tell you you have to, you have to carry their heavy stuff, you got to carry it for a mile without question. I mean, what kind of crap is that, right? And so I bring up that one because right now, as we look at what's going on in the world and we look at questions of police brutality, of uh, injustice politically, uh, and that's a big conversation piece for us. I want to, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge all of us to look at how Jesus handled this situation. He was speaking to the people that were listening to him. 
most of them Jewish. And he said, listen, if, if they ask you to, to carry their gear a mile, carry it too. Now, let me stop right there. Why would he say something crazy like that? Why would, why would the guy that's supposed to be the Messiah... Now, by the way, most of the Jewish people believe that when the Messiah came, he was coming to liberate them from Rome. Because to them, they couldn't see past Rome and what the Romans were doing. Okay? So that was what many of them had envisioned. And here's this guy who says, hey, I'm the Messiah. I'm the one you've been waiting for. I'm the way. And he says, if they ask you to carry their bags, their gear a mile, I want you to carry it for two. Now, let me break down for you what this, what this really shows us, as opposed to just saying, hey, do what you're told, because that's what a lot of folks think. Hello. Good morning. What it really says to us is this. He was saying to those folks, look, when someone tells you to do something out of your control, when they're asking you to do something that just isn't fair, and you know it's not fair, but you're obligated to do it regardless because that's what it was a law. They were obligated. He said, you know what? Carry it too. Because what he was saying was, you know what? If you decide I'm not going to be a slave, I'm going to serve that person. I'm going to step, I'm going to do it out of the kindness of my heart instead of the obligation of slavery, instead of the obligation of being under their authority. I'm going to just be a loving person and do something kind for them. All of a sudden, you have the power. You have the power. Now, how does that even apply today? Well, let me just take it one step further. Jesus knew he was going to go to the cross to die for the sins of humanity. Whether you believe it or not, he did. I believe it. But he knew that. Now, they say he didn't, put, he didn't even put up a fight. Why? Well, because let's talk about physical power as he was fully man. One, one man physically, it's, it's not like they could fight off a Roman army, right? Plus, if he fought, he knew that the people with him would rise up to. And they would be hurt, and they would be beaten, and they would be killed. So he knew that his actions, that his actions would cause repercussions for the people that he cared about around him. So instead of Jesus fighting back and encouraging an uprising, he went willingly to be beaten and killed. Now, what in the heck, Matt? You're probably saying, what in the heck does that have to do with today? What, wh why am I even listening to this? How is this strategy for my life that's going to make it better? I'm going to tell you how. So thank you for listening to this long. First things first, I want you to realize you can't control everything that others do. You can't control the laws in front of you. You can't control the rules, the way other people behave. But you can control your response. Okay? If I get pulled over by a cop because my car matches another car that was used in the commission of a crime, I can't control the fact that they pulled me over. I can't control that I'm not the guy and I didn't do anything wrong, but they're holding me up when I got to be somewhere in five minutes you know, maybe to, a, to, to pick up my wife or, or to a doctor's appointment, right? I can't control that they're making me be late. But here's the deal. If I fight back against it and I'm rude and I yell, what's it going to do? It's going to make the situation worse. It's going to make it worse for me. 
it's gonna it's gonna make it worse for the person that pulled me over because now they might wonder why am I fighting? Why am I pushing back? What else is going on? What else am I? But if I just say, hey, listen, I understand. I didn't do anything, so I know this will go quick. Uh, and by the way, just to let you know, I got a doctor's appointment I'm trying to get to. Um, so I, whatever you got going on, I'll comply. Let's let's just do it. What can I do to make this go quicker? See, if I'm the giver, if I'm not pushing, if I'm not fighting, even when I know I'm right, it removes the need for them to push back harder. That's one situation. But let's just take it out of law enforcement. Let's just talk about it with other people. You have family and you have friends who don't share your beliefs. They don't share your views on religion. They don't share your views on politics. They don't share your views on business or life or the economy or the coronavirus or whatever. You've got people in your life that don't agree with you. How many times have you had a conversation and it became an argument? Or it became a point of contention where you were stressed with each other? What if the next time that family member says something that you disagree with, you just say, hey, you know what? Even though we don't always agree on this stuff, I just want to tell you I love you. You know, I don't, I don't think we're going to change each other's minds. And if we want to have a dialogue about it, we can. But the most important thing I want you to know, regardless of where we stand on these issues, is that you're valuable to me. More valuable than, than our disagreement. And I love you. See, when we look at how Jesus handled things, Rome was an oppressor. They were violent. They did a lot of stuff. Jesus didn't cause an uprising because he thought about what's bigger than what's happening in this moment. What's bigger is our life, our eternity. Think about what's bigger than this political crap. Whether you like or dislike a president, they're in office for four to eight years. But your family, your friends, they can be with you for so much longer. So why would you trade that relationship with the people that you love? Why would you trade that off? Why? Why would you lose that over something so temporary? I think we both know you shouldn't. So friends, let me encourage you. Before you react, before you post, before you tweet, before you push back, before you block your friend or family member, before you tell them you can no longer be part of their life because of their beliefs. Stop for a minute and say, what do you believe? Because we tend to split up friendships over political beliefs or religious beliefs or beliefs about the LGBTQIA community or trans beliefs or or what we believe about what we saw in the media about police brutality. Those beliefs are what are compromising our friends and family. But stop for a moment and say, but what's my belief about the value of my friends? What are my beliefs about the value of my family? See, if you believe that your friends and family are the most important thing in the whole wide world, if you believe your children, your sisters, your brothers, your mothers, your fathers, your cousins, your friends that you've called family for so long because they're such close friends, if you believe that they are valuable, then you'll find a way to see past the other disagreements. See, because whether or not a relationship continues, while it may not always be up to you, how we handle stuff, that is up to us, which means ultimately, even if the relationship takes a hiccup, as long as you're the loving one, as long as you're saying, you're more valuable to me than this topic, 
the relationship with you is more valuable. So, hey, it's okay if we don't see stuff eye to eye. But what I do see is someone valuable right in front of me that I love. And I want to keep this friendship. I want to keep our family together. So let's just take this topic off the table discussion-wise. Let's both agree that our belief in the value of this relationship is more important than our belief that we need to discuss this. Try that next time, friends. Listen, thanks for listening to this episode. And I'm going to try and make these much more regular for you. Remember, no matter where you're at in your life, you're just one moment away from taking it in a great direction or the wrong direction. Choice is yours.